All right, welcome back to the Equilibrium Effect. Thank you, everybody. Welcome back. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. We just had our second child now um, five, almost six months ago. And so we've been struggling quite a bit to stay on top of everything. And I'm still getting woken up at least two times a night. So in a pretty big fog, <laughs> trying to recuperate most of the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Because you won't let me feed him at night. Because I then I still have to get up and pump. But that's a whole separate discussion. Um, trying to come out of the fog of the newborn stage as he's getting a little bit more active and growing up a little bit. So yeah. we're finally back to trying to make a podcast in between sleeping and naps. <laughs> yeah, me being home all the time is... uh. It's, uh, it's a thing. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think I'm fit to do that. I'm ready for him to go to daycare, by the way. Yeah, I know you are. And there are a lot of days I wish we could trade places. <laughs> I would much rather go to work than watch kids 24 seven. But I guess that's just the guy in me as a man. Yes, because I would take the baby snuggles any day. Anyways, okay, so <laughs> on to the topic of the day. It is a vaccine hesitancy. So I want to start this off by saying we're fully vaccinated. We support the vaccines. Uh, we're, we're not trying to say that we're going to be given any misinformation. But we want to talk about vaccine hesitancy and who's truly responsible. Now, if you leave it to mainstream media, it's clearly uh, YouTubers, right-wing activists, anti-vaxxers, or who they love to hate now is Joe Rogan. I don't see it that way. I don't know how you feel about that. I've kind of been keeping up with it, um, I would assume, a little bit more than you, but uh, you have to tell me. I'm not really sure. Well, I feel like what we've talked about before is just what I see is the media pushing the vaccines. And so... We've just talked about how that makes you question or wonder sometimes when the media is backing something, are there ulterior motives? Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all over CNN's, uh, <laughs> all of their episodes and, and their new segments and all those things. So we know who's backing CNN. It's no mystery. It's right there plain to see but it's amazing like how you never really paid attention to that right yeah i still i haven't like looked <laughs> I, I didn't pay attention to that until someone pointed it out i think matter of fact i was watching joe rogan and one of the doctors that he got in trouble with having on pointed that out he was like watch the episodes every every segment sponsored by pfizer i was so, like holy shit and i went back and looked at some of the episodes and i'm like sure enough I never realized that it's said sponsored by Pfizer. So it just makes you question, like, if they're pushing and pushing and pushing, like, what's really behind the reason? Okay, so we're going to break it down. Okay, listen, we have to reiterate once again, we're not trying to spill any misinformation. We are fully vaccinated. Well, I'm fully vaccinated as uh, the definition of right now, January. What is the date? It is uh, the 30th. January 30th. They have not changed the definition of fully vaccinated yet so i'm fully vaccinated two shots of pfizer you're fully vaccinated and boosted yes 
We believe in the shot. We're not telling anyone to not get the shot. We're clearly just trying to figure out who the hell's really responsible for misinformation or not even misinformation, just vaccine hesitancy. Because I feel like the misinformation piece is a totally separate situation, right? Yeah. To where like there are really real nut jobs out here making things up. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, we're, we're not talking, talking about, about that. Why people haven't gotten vaccinated. Yeah. The hesitancy. That that's what we want to talk about. And um it's not what it, if again, if if you think about it and listen to mainstream media, it's Joe Rogan's fault, right-wing activist and anti-vaxxers. But let's break it down. Okay, are you ready? Yes. How do we want to start this? Okay. I want to start from the beginning. Yes. Because I feel like I feel like that's when well, people don't really trust the government from the get-go. Yeah, uh, I would say that's a true statement. Yeah. But they started out with a bunch of lies. What do you mean by that? So <laughs> when it first started, and and I get it, like they're saying, oh, well, the science has changed. But they were telling us that we didn't need masks. Right. Which was a lie, which was an absolute lie. And like and we talked about. They should have just told us the truth from the beginning. They wanted to save masks for hospitals. Yeah. And I feel like if they would have been transparent about that from the get go and laid everything out of why they're making the decisions, because I think that's been one of the frustrations of people is they always use the term, well, we're just following the science. Well, especially back when all of this first started, there really wasn't a lot of science to (laughs) guide their decisions. Um, so I feel like that kind of set things off when they're just, everything's just trust the science. We're following the science. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Here's a quote from the surgeon general at the time. Uh, what did he say? He basically said, not effective in preventing the general public from catching coronavirus. Right. That's a then- quote. That is a quote from the surgeon general. <laughs> But he did go on to say that he want they wanted to preserve masks for a hospital. hospitals, right? But it turned out to not be true. Masks are effective towards right, and now we're all on the verge of having to wear yeah. N95s. And then you're told to wear cloth masks, and then now we're told cloth masks aren't effective, right? And nobody should be wearing them anymore. And that's the thing. So. They, they were teaching you how to make cloth masks. Did you see? You remember that? Yeah. They were in the Surgeon General's office. And he's teaching you how to make a cloth mask from a bandana and from clothing. Well, there were even companies like for us in the hospital that like are not like big PPE companies like 3M that make N95 masks that were like repurposing what they were doing to stay in business and COVID to like make masks and um, the face shields and all of those things. Right. And, and here's my thing. Like a lot of people will say, well, they had good intentions, but a lie is a lie. You know, everyone's not the same. Some people like myself view a lie as a lie. I don't care what your intentions are. I don't care if they were good intentions. You're basically telling me I can't handle the truth. Yeah, but I feel like that is a struggle with this situation, at least, because though I do feel like it would be better to be transparent, 
Mm-hmm. Like I thought about it. If they said, oh, even if they would have said we're trying to preserve them for the hospital, there are those people out there that will just say, screw it. I'm still going in and hoarding up on masks. But and, nothing would have ever stopped anybody from doing that anyway. You couldn't prevent people from buying N95s off of Amazon. Not off of Amazon, but the hospitals weren't getting them off of Amazon. But I'm saying you can get them from Amazon. You, you at one point you could get N95 masks from a hardware store. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I don't understand the point of lying when people could have still gotten those masks anyway. Because it would have been, it's preserving the supply to go to the hospitals. Right. But my thing is tell the truth and say, hey, masks are important. But what we want right now is to save masks for the most vulnerable, which are healthcare workers that will be taking care of you if you contract this highly contagious disease. Like to me, that plays better in the media versus telling people not to wear masks and then coming out later telling us to wear masks that you knew from the beginning weren't effective. Yeah, but anyway, I still see, struggle because yeah, I but feel see, like... You see the conversation we're having about this? It's yeah. like, I think every American's having that struggle and that conversation, either with a loved one or themselves, that why would you lie? Yeah, but you also know how our society is. And literally, we can't get people to go get vaccinated for the general well-being of the public. You think people are going to listen to the government when they're saying don't go buy masks because we need them for the hospitals? Well, yeah. gonna they were never going to listen anyway. The thing is, a lot of people aren't vaccinated. They're not listening to the government anyway. So anyone that was getting an N95 got an N95 if they wanted it. I guess. But anyway, yeah. I mean, that this is just the beginning of the whole, in my opinion, the downward spiral of the government, CDC, WHO, and uh, the many, many missteps, right? Mm-hmm. So what else? What else do we have? Now, now, oh, yeah, it's crazy because did you see? Oh, yeah, L.A. is going to be mandating that all kids going back to school can't wear any type of cloth masks anymore. Did you see that? No, I hadn't seen that yet, but I'm not surprised because it makes sense. Like, Well, now this, I think the CDC is trying to come out with different guidelines on masks where uh, we're getting away from cloth masks and we're doing the K- KN95, N95, and there's a f- another one that they're talking about now. Yeah, I think the biggest thing would just be ones that are like kid size appropriate, but I know that's a whole different thing. Yeah, but see, yet again, how do you trust the government to give you the right information if they're constantly lying to you. Again, it doesn't matter if their intentions, if it's well intended to save masks for healthcare workers. You know, you it's like you're taking away trust. You, your, your trust level with the general population, it's already low. And you're just, to me, you're compounding on top of that. Yeah. But anyways, now, do you remember when the CDC said if you're vaccinated, hey, you don't have to wear a mask if you go out in public. And then they flip flops <laughs> real quick. And yes. because, but it, like to me, that, too, is like they got screwed over on the timing because they tried to ease stuff off 
And then the Delta variant happened. And then that's why they had to be like, oh, just kidding, because Delta's here. So we need everybody to still wear masks. Right. And here's the thing. Here's what bothers me about that. They knew that it was going to mutate. Yes. They were talking about this as it was really ramping up that this virus, if it's like any other coronavirus, it will have the opportunity to mutate. So. (laughs) Well, and I think that's some of the stuff I've been reading of like, is the problem is the flip flopping back and forth. Cause like, I think Canada has basically said like everybody needs to be masked from the beginning and they haven't like backed off or changed. It's just been consistent. Right. And they haven't had as many issues. As yeah. Well. And, you know, I feel like people have a hard time listening to CDC now and mainstream media when they say things like following the science, because it seems like the science has been wrong or whatever set of science you're working with now was different from a couple of months ago. And it's been proven that what we were doing was not working. Well, and I think that's like, again, another messaging issue on their part, because like, I feel like it's not necessarily transparency, but if they didn't do a good job from the get go of COVID of saying like, things are going to change really quickly. So if we say one thing one week and the next week we're saying something different, it's because things are, we're adapting and adjusting to those changes. And I don't think like we've talked about this before. I'm kind of used to that in healthcare of like you study something and what I may have learned in school is now different because there's evidence to do something different. Right. But like the general public isn't used to, those changes that happen a lot of times in the medical field. So they should have done a lot more upfront with messaging of like this, this is normal within the medical community. So you need, should expect this. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, this has never happened before where we're like on the fly trying to figure this thing out and it's changing. So period periodically. Yeah. And I feel like that creates a lot of mistrust. Yeah, but I feel like if they would have messaged it appropriately and been more honest with people about that, then people would have maybe given them a little bit more grace and empathy. Like what? What do you mean? Of just like saying flat out, like things are changing quickly. So we're trying to keep up with all of these ways that COVID is evolving and making sure that we're giving you the most up-to-date information. Like that should have been a strong message throughout all of this. And I don't feel like they've really done a lot of that. So then yeah, that's true. people um, are like, well, why are they changing their minds again? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, how they've handled it, handled it, and how we've how we've gotten to this point has been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a complete disaster. The flip flopping, um, you know, certain people in the government or I would say the CDC not agreeing with what's going on and things like that. That yeah, also the, creates mistrust. Yeah, the boosters was a perfect example of that, where President Joe Biden came out and said, "Oh, everybody's going to get a booster." And then the CDC folks were like, wait, hold up. We haven't like evaluated everything. And then it was like, no, it was just for high risk people, blah, blah, blah. The first like set of recommendations that came out. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's like y'all should at least be talking to each other to make sure you're going to be sending the same message when you guys are supposed to be working together. When he did that, I kind of got the uh, Donald Trump vibes. You know what I mean? Where he he's speaking way before he spoke to any. He's speaking way before he talked to any healthcare professionals. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just jumped the gun. And I feel like normal presidents would have never done that. They would have wanted all the facts before they addressed the public. public. But I guess, you know, I don't know. Well, because you think about it, like his presidency is going to be based off of how he's handled this, especially in comparison to Trump. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay. So that's just the beginning. And that's all about just masks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it keeps going. Right. And, and it to me, it gets, well, this part is weird with the CDC. Now, the CDC had a lot of controversy when it came around counting the numbers. And I feel like it's still, and, I, and to this point, this has caused a lot of misinformation when it comes to uh, counting the deaths for COVID. Now, I think th- this is one of the biggest misinformation or misconceptions out here and i want to read directly from the cdc now this is under um and it's taken directly from the cdc understanding the numbers provisional deaths count death counts and covid 19 all right so here we go provisional death counts deliver the most complete and accurate picture of lives lost to covid 19 they are based off Death certificates, which are the most reliable source of data and contains information not available anywhere else, include including comorbidities, conditions, race, ethnicity, and place of death. Okay, now here's where it gets interesting. COVID-19 deaths are identified using a new ICD-10 code. Mm-hmm. When COVID-19 is reported as a cause of death or when it is listed as a probable or presumable cause, the death is coded as U07.1. Okay, I'm just saying all this to get to the point because I want I want to read it flat out from where from basically what it says on the CDC. I don't want to paraphrase, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. This can, then here's the controversial part. This can include cases with or without laboratory confirmation. That became a really, really hot topic for a long time. And I feel like it still is a hot topic with a lot of people I want to say that are hesitant and anti-vaxxers. Just having that piece in there from the CDC where you're able to just identify someone as dying or their cause of death was from COVID, even if there's not, even if there's no test to prove that they had COVID. Yeah, I guess like I, I get that from the beginning because all the stuff that came out with um, the state governments trying to like New York trying to get funding. Yeah. But now, like, you know, everybody that comes in the hospital has to get a COVID test. Right. So I feel like the like well, the likelihood now they would have some kind of laboratory. Test, well, yeah, see, these, these are the missteps from the beginning, though. Yeah. Now, I, I feel like we're in a much better place. I feel like I trust what's being said when it comes to COVID deaths now but in the beginning yeah I mean even if I if I have to be honest I was a little wary of that like because I read it I said well that doesn't make sense why would you count someone as uh presumably dying from COVID-19 if they never were tested for COVID-19 and we can't accurately 
say on a birth a death certificate that they died from it, but they were doing that. Right, because that that dictates ugh, dictates your funding that you get from the federal government for COVID, as well as like the drugs that we would get from the government mm -hmm. that are on allocation. It's all dependent on your COVID numbers. So then it benefits the people reporting these numbers to have higher numbers because that yeah. means they get more things and, that and, they need. And listen, we are not saying that they were cooking the numbers. I am in the strong belief that I feel like more people probably died from this thing than we could count because we were not able to test certain people. So I'm in that camp of where, listen, I don't, I do not think they were exaggerating the numbers. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. We don't believe that. We don't believe that they were exaggerating the numbers. Now, all we're trying to do is just show you why some people would think that because that does not look good. Some people can misinterpret that. Right. And, you know, you help me understand because you're in the healthcare industry. So I have a little bit better understanding of a lot of things and I can see through things. And I also can see on the other side because I'm just a normal civilian. Right. So I feel so like that's that, come up a lot of like I'm the stuff. I'm just like, oh, yeah. And don't think twice about it. You're like, wait, hold up. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things that's, nor that's normal in the healthcare industry that us normal people, we're just like, what the hell, that's fishy. And, you know, if you don't have someone that's in it every single day, I can understand how you can misunderstand stuff. Yeah. So that, that was like, to me, one of the biggest things. I would say the second biggest thing is people misinterpreting that and, and, and not understanding that whole piece. I feel like that was like, the biggest thing that made people get really hesitant and really start to not trust what was being said. Yeah. All right. So what else? There, there's, oh yeah, the CDC guidance that just recently changed, right? Yeah, that's that was another thing. About. And to me, like that's kind of the point where I feel like you've seen people just not even attempt to follow what the CDC is saying because they were basically saying, you could come back after five days of quarantine, but you basically had to stay away from high risk people um, that were could get severe COVID or get really sick from COVID. But that included like pregnant people, which we talked about, like if someone's early on in pregnancy, like you can't just walk around and ask every woman if they're pregnant or depression. Like the CDC website has a whole list of like probably 20 or 30 disease states of different high risk criteria so right. or trans organ transplants where they're on immunosuppressive drugs like you can't know if someone's had a kidney transplant like that's just not even feasible yeah and so then it's another instance where why put guidance out there for people that they can't follow and is not even feasible but then on the flip side the testing has been a controversy on why they weren't recommending with the five day quarantine rapid testing to be able to come back. And they flat out said that because they couldn't, there's not enough testing out there. So they didn't want to put something in their recommendations that wasn't feasible. So I'm like, okay, you're going to put all this stuff out there. But did she also say that they weren't as accurate as they would like them to be? Yeah. But I think that one of the biggest things, because from my understanding, the rapid tests, 
um, the antigen tests are able to tell you like how infectious you are, mm-hmm. which is why they were people have been recommending those for now, return to work. Wait, wait, wait. What is the antigen antigen test? Is that something that I can do at home, or is that something that we have to go say say someplace like Walgreens? Um, I not I think those are the home tests, like the the antigen antigen yeah. tests or the home tests. Yes. So what's the what are the ones that we do? Like we've had to do several for Olivia at Her- Walgreens. Hers are the one we did at Walgreens was a PCR test. Okay. And so that's accurate from like your true number of virus level in your body. But the antigens tells you more so along the lines of how infectious you are. Because uh, okay. it has to deal with like kind of your body's response to it. Yeah. Um, And so that's what they're saying. If you're going to quarantine for only five days come back then you can use the rapid antigen but then they were saying they didn't want to recommend that because the rapid testing is not out there the same way um so why put something in their guidelines that they knew was not feasible yeah and this became like the biggest freaking story for a couple of days when they changed the guidelines because it caused so much damn confusion and it goes back to that whole not understanding what they're doing thing like it just didn't make common sense yeah and i think that's what bugged me the most about it was like we're talking about um having people not trust um what they're saying um sorry i lost my train of thought um their motivation for putting those things out there was to get the economy back and running so that people weren't out as work for as long and could actually function and keep the economy going. But then all this happened in the middle of Omicron to where. Yeah. And see, here's the, that's where the confusion came in at the most contagious, the absolute most contagious variant of this uh, coronavirus. They went in up and changed the guidance on it and made quarantine or isolation a shorter period of time. That was ridiculous. And then there there was a controversy that she didn't say something about wearing a mask. I can't, I don't remember everything she was saying because it was such a big deal. I used, it was hard for me to keep up with all that stuff, but it was somewhere along the lines of, she didn't talk about being testing negative before going back to work. They just basically said after five days, you could go back to work. And she did clarify yeah that how many you can probably explain it better than me that you can need to wear a mask for those second five days and still no, that's not what she said originally Uh-oh. what i'm trying to get you to say is what she said her reasoning behind only quarantining for five days oh yeah that there's actual science behind it of the infectious period they saw was two days before you test positive and like two to three days after you test positive is when you're most infectious. So two plus three is five. So they felt like that's where the five days came from. Yeah. But then I feel like because they weren't transparent of their reasoning for doing that in the middle of Omicron, like people would have trusted and understood if they would have said, we want to keep the economy going, but there is science to back this, then that would have been a different response. So the biggest problem is when you have to come back and explain things. Because people were very confused and you left things open to a, for a huge interpretation. Mm-hmm. So you could interpret that any way you liked. 
And I think that's part of the problem too. Everything's so vague. And what she was saying was just like, I don't know. It was like, it didn't make sense. Right. I don't know how else to explain that. You know what I mean? And being that, being that she didn't explain it, I feel like she should have explained. She should have elaborated a little bit more on how they came up with the five days. Coming back a day later because you've created this whole chaos. mass hyster- hysteria and chaos. It's just another black eye. Because now people don't trust you even more. Because now they feel like you're making this stuff up now. Like that's the big thing. I feel like people, and I'm just assuming, but I truly do feel like people think that they're just making things up because they don't know what they're doing. But if anytime you have to come back out and explain things and elaborate on what you actually meant, you've lost, you've lost a lot of people because you don't know if these people are going to be listening again because they're going to take it and run with it. Right. So, and that's what I it gets back to the whole thing I've said from the beginning. If they were just transparent about all as much as they could be, then I yeah. think people would have a lot more respect and understanding versus them just saying, we're following the science, we're following the science. Because then yeah. that's just dismissing people's wanting to understand. Yeah. And, and see, that bothers me, too, because they got so much backlash from mainstream media. I mean, you, you were always going to get backlash from the conservative group. But they got a lot of backlash from doctors that were just straight talking like, this is crazy. Why would you do this? We need to stick to the 10 days. I'm going to tell my group we're still doing the 10 days. Like, there were so many people coming on mainstream media disagreeing with this. And you're just, I'm thinking like, oh, God, this does not look good. Like, the CDC looks like they're just pulling things out their butts. Well, and it stuck with me. I think now they've pulled back on not wanting like large gatherings. Right. And they said even on CNN that basically no school districts had pulled back on like their athletics and like in-person events at that point in time um, to where I was like, okay, you can tell you've lost your credibility because you're putting recommendations out there and literally not even school districts who you would think would basically take what they are recommending and implement it. Nobody's listening anymore. Yeah. Well, I think everyone's just, they're fatigued from COVID. Like we're, I think people are over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, and I, you know what I don't understand if they're not vaccinated by now, what is the likelihood of them getting vaccinated? Right. When it's been over a year that it's been available. So the, this notion of keep trying to like shame people for not being vaccinated. I think it's no one cares. It's falling on deaf ears. I think people are going to be set in their ways. You've done so much damage. CDC, WHO and the government itself and mainstream media for constantly talking about it. You've done so much damage that it's over. Like, I don't think. We're going to convince any other person that's not vaccinated to get vaccinated. Yes. It doesn't matter how many people die from this. They're not going to get vaccinated. And I don't understand why we continue to push it. And I get it. You have to. But in my mind, it just doesn't make sense because they're not going to get vaccinated. Right. Because nothing like something would have come up at this point. Right. Switch their mind. The numbers would have increased. And I feel like they may slowly be increasing, but. (sighs) 
Not anywhere to where we not need to where be. yeah, and, and and so that brings me, I guess, to the next subject. Well, what we're talking about now is vaccines. Now, Pfizer CEO didn't do him any favors when it comes to vaccine hesitancy. Did you see that interview? Mm, I don't think so. Oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna read it. This is a quote. This is a quote. The two doses, they're not effective. They're they're they. They're, they're not enough. The, the two doses. Let me, okay, let me read this. I'm sorry. The two doses. They're not enough for Omicron. This is what he said. This is a quote. The two doses. They're not, a, a, they're not enough for Omicron. Pfizer CEO said this. Yeah. Oh, I, I had heard that. I just yeah. hadn't seen the interview. So he said the two doses to two, the two dose vaccine does not provide robust protection against infection. And its ability to prevent hospitalization has also declined. Man, tell me if that was not the worst timing. You're still pushing people to get vaccinated. Citing that Omicron is the reason. Yeah, citing Omicron is the reason you should get vaccinated. But at the same time, you're telling us that it's not really that effective against Omicron for the first two doses. Now, he goes on to say... You get a really big boost with the third shot. Third, no, this is what he said. He said third shots are proving good protection against death and decent protection against hospitalization. These are his words. Right. That's a tough sell. If you're not vaccinated by now, and so here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people got vaccinated because of the original slant, uh, the original strain and Delta. Yes, that that, that, that was enough urgency yeah, behind that. It. Was the urgency for a lot of people was uh, the original strain and then Delta. Now, <laughs> with him saying that about Omicron, I don't think anyone's going to take the two shots. Well, and I feel like what we've talked about with everyone just being over COVID and so fatigued by it all and then they just keep adding more shots needed then people are just like another shot is how many is it going to be until i don't need another shot right yeah and you know i don't want to get into the whole because there's studies out there i don't want to get into those studies because that's not what this podcast is about because i feel like then we're touching the territory of uh misinformation yeah because we're interpreting things that we see as far as the studies but there are studies out there. I would encourage people to do some research and, and think for yourself. But uh, yet again, we we are vaccinated. We encourage you to get vaccinated. But I just thought that was weird. Why would you come out and say like I appreciate the honesty? I really do. And but it, it goes a, against yeah. What? But it's you know it's a double-edged sword. At the end of the day, because if you're lying and you're the CEO of of Pfizer, that's a that's a pretty big deal. Yes. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I feel like he really was, he didn't have a choice but to tell the truth. Yeah. But again, that to me is another stain. Because it goes against what the CDC right. and right. messaging from the government. Yeah, the messaging, it's, it's just, it's not meshing with, it, to me, that's not meshing with the message. It's not effective against Omicron. The, uh, preventing you from being hospitalized has is is waning um 
but you're telling me the most effective way to fight COVID is getting vaccinated. Yet again, we're, I'm not telling people to not get vaccinated. We believe in the vaccine. I'm just saying from the, from the perspective of people that are not vaccinated. That's how it's going to look. That, that's how it looks. It's not a good look. I kind of wish he never had that interview, <laughs> to be honest. No, it's like, I feel like they should just stay out of the limelight. Yeah. Like, I know you've created a vaccine and you want to be in the media. You want to be the new Anthony Fauci, which to me, he's a complete disaster at this point of how like he's being called out on lying about a lot of things. Another topic for another day. But it goes against along that man. same theme of just things come out and then it makes everyone second. Yes, guess. that that to me, that's that caused so much confusion in my opinion at least for me i'm like wait a minute if you're wanting people to get vaccinated why would you tell them the first two doses aren't effective against omnicron so i'm getting the two shots for nothing right <laughs> when but, his motive is to make sure people get their boosters yeah, too yeah <laughs> and see that's the thing the whole point of that was to say you need to be boosted yeah <laughs> so but yet again I can see the trouble in saying that too. Right. If you're not already vaccinated, you're gonna be like, "Well, now I have." Damn, I gotta get three shots (laughs) to have any protection. No, no. I mean, you have protection with the first two shots. It's just not the same level. It's not at the same level as it was with Delta and the original strain. And then you know, we will have a fourth shot because they're coming out. What is it? March with the um. Omnicron uh, shot. Yeah. Something to address Omnicron because it's, you know, it, it, it's not really responding. It's kind of just like, doesn't really care about these two, the you know, Pfizer vaccines that we currently have or the Moderna or uh, the J&J. It's kind of just like, uh, well, matter of fact, no, I think the J&J has better protection against Omnicron, right? I think so. I can't, I haven't looked at it. Yeah. I I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to misspeak. I'm not sure about that one, but so that's the thing too. So it's like, I can imagine some people with that information saying, well, why don't I just wait to March to get the Omicron uh, vaccine? To me, that would make sense. Okay. I might not be vaccinated now. And I'm just, I'm thinking as a logical person, you know what I mean? A lot Mm. of these people aren't logical, but as a logical person, I would say, well, I'm not vaccinated now. So I might as well just wait till. So, yeah, would I not just, why can't I just wait till March? Now, I do believe if they come out with a vaccine that is, um, I would say like 80 to 90% efficacy, mm-hmm. I feel like then you will have a big boost in uh, now when it comes to Omicron. When, if that happens with this new booster shot or new shot, to address Omicron, I feel like you'll have more people taking that shot. But I feel like it's going to be the challenge. Like what I told you from the beginning, I feel like it's going to end up like the flu. And when everything's all said and done, and we've talked about flu vaccines and how much of it is a crapshoot on how effective it's going to be from year to year, because you can't really predict by the time you need to manufacture the vaccines, what is going to be the strongest variant. Um, to provide the most protection so i feel like as we get more and more variants you know yeah that's true that is going to be the challenge yeah that's always tough not knowing what variant's going to dominate the scene (laughs) 
I don't know. It's crazy. What else was on your list to talk about? Well, I really, like, I was just curious, though. Like, I know this is not about misinformation, but I am really curious of what is out there as far as what people are saying that they consider misinformation. And I did pull a few things. So just as some of the things, I don't think these are like the worst ones. I just think these are like the most popular ones. Okay. Okay. So government is is exaggerating the numbers of COVID deaths by counting deaths due to other factors. Now that kind of goes back to like the whole CDC controversy about counting presumable deaths and not being confirmed. So in my opinion, I feel like they kind of created that. Yes, based off of what I was telling you of like reimbursement and how things. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't quite think they understand consequences. You know what I mean? They, it, for the life of me, when you look at CNN and all these other places, they want to talk to you about consequences of your actions and all this bullshit. <laughs> but it's like, they don't take their own damn advice. So like I can put, I can connect the dots. Like, it's still there. If you want to go see it, go to cdc.gov. Go find how they count the deaths, and it's still there. Yeah. So you leave these things up for interpretation, but you get upset when people don't interpret it That's the, the way same. you want them yeah. to. Yeah. Right. Like, that's part of the problem. So to me, that part of misinformation is the own, it's CDC's own doing. Okay, the next one. Government is hiding deaths from COVID vaccines. Now, the only place I've ever heard this from is um, the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come from Joe Rogan. It came from one of the guests. Now, if I'm remembering this right, I can't remember which one it was. I thought you said it was that doctor. It could have been. I'm not 100% out. sure. I don't want to, you know, yeah. misspeak. But, like, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't go around looking for these things. I just happen to look at these things for the podcast, but I never, I've never read about that or heard about that. Now in the beginning, there was some controversy around that woman that fainted on stage. Do you remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Now I remember that part. And then all of a sudden she kind of just disappeared. So there was like this whole, there was like a bajillion YouTube channels trying to figure out where this lady went to. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have come from that. I, I don't know. But that's that's like one of the big things. Well, and I feel like that gets back again to messaging because like I feel like this is something that you and I always see differently of like the government from because of vaccine hesitancy tries to downplay some of the side effects because they don't want the general public to overreact versus yeah. like you've talked about like a percentage is a percentage and if it's a certain side effect then no matter what the percentage is it's gonna you're not gonna want to take that medicine or whatever yeah i mean there are some there are certain like i have my mom's a good example if there are certain side effects that she just absolutely will not like want to tolerate having on a medicine she won't take it yeah. It doesn't matter if it, if the benefits outweigh the risk. And, you know, 
there uh, to me that's another thing that's happened in the messaging you know what i mean they're not taking the side effects serious like you were saying well and it's not that they don't take it seriously it's just like every drug has nausea and vomiting and diarrhea for their side effects and whether it's 10 percent or 0.1 percent right every drug that happens with and so they're just trying to balance like that messaging of the side effects and what they don't want people to freak out about versus what's a general or, yeah. or actual concern. Yeah. And I think the biggest concern is the myocarditis, right? Yeah. And I feel like what they really need to do with that is come out. They need to have a whole segment on it. They need to get on CNN, MSNBC, whatever, whatever they decide. They need to get out and, and just have a whole story on that to just put it to bed because I feel like that's a big issue. That's a big concern for a lot of people is the myocarditis. Yeah. They need to come out and address that. Right. Instead of just trying to downplay it. Yeah. They're downplaying it way too much. They need to, they need to just hit it head on, acknowledge it, give us the percentages and put everything out there. That's it. I feel like that's what they need to do because then I feel like if you give everyone the facts, more people will be more likely to get the shot. But I feel like it's more than just facts. Like you have to have the discussion about risk versus benefit because that's a lot of what we talk about. Yeah. Is like you just putting the facts out there. There's going to be those well, people. Yeah, you that need will... context behind what you're saying. Yeah, I get that. No, yeah, I mean, you're right. You. But that's why I say you need a whole segment. On, you need a whole one hour episode on whatever you want. Make sure it's on CNN and, and Fox. Because it's very important for everybody to understand. I feel like that, would, to me, acknowledging it, making people have a better understanding, and answering all questions possible on CNN and Fox News, because you, you can't forget about one. You have yeah. to talk to everyone. Right. I feel like that would go a long way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Okay, so what's the last? I think I have one more, a uh, few more. Pregnant, pregnant women shouldn't get the vaccine, which is to me, is total bullshit because you can take that one. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, this, you did, I, I hit, got it while oh, I was pregnant. Yeah. Before you start, you did the research, you saw the studies. Yeah. And there were a lot of, I mean, I had a lot of, what really drove me was I had friends that even bef- that were pregnant before me that had gotten it and were perfectly fine. And so there's no evidence out there that it causes any issues with pregnancy. And then you just see crazy stuff about menstrual cycles. Like I saw one thing with the fertility and it changed your period by a day and it's, or maybe not even a day. And it's like, okay, when your period's a week long, like most people, most women are not going to notice a difference in (laughs) one day in their period. So it's just craziness. The thing is anything like, Stress, Anything can yeah. change your menstrual cycle. Right. Like if it just randomly happens and you want to blame it on this one particular thing. Well, there is no science or data to prove that. Right. That it wasn't food or diet right. changes or stress. Stress. Or hormones. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, that, that was just weird. I, I heard that. I was like, what? That's crazy. But, you know, people will not do research. They'll just believe what they want to believe. Yeah. And I think that um, 
and I've well that was actually on Joe Rogan too so listen okay I came into this thinking that it was all just <laughs> mainstream media and CDC but I am starting to see their side of the story a little bit when it comes to Joe Rogan as far as having some of these people on mm-hmm. but I also don't believe in censorship I feel like you should give everyone every all the information and you just but I feel deal like with whatever happens. The, that's the problem, though, is like you actually re- you will hear a snippet and research it yeah. versus like a lot of people will hear a snippet and run with it and think that's truth. Yeah, that's true. And that's the problem. Well, I feel like here's my thing. You know what I feel like they really should do? What? Especially like if they want to get rid of all the like Spotify. And Joe Rogan, because, you know, there's a whole controversy right now with Joe Rogan and bringing these people on as guests. Mm -hmm. I feel like they should have a a disclaimer. To kind of downplay all this nonsense to get people to go do their own research. I feel like it to, uh, you know, to please certain people, especially in the uh, medical field. You you really have to come out with a disclaimer explaining what you're going to hear today you know, about what they're going to hear and encourage people to find the studies and do these different things on their own. You know, there has to be a disclaimer saying something along those lines. And, you know, and again, these are a set of facts, but they can be interpreted any way. Yeah. Like we've talked, we've had lots of talks about statistics and how people can manipulate statistics. So, and I feel like, in a way, you know, they're doing it on both sides. They're manipulating things to look certain ways on both sides. You know, as far as, you know, being vaccinated and the anti-vaxxers and the people that are telling you, oh, you know, all these other horror stories. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that's a good idea. I wish they Spotify to calm things down. You have to come up with some form of disclaimer when people, when he has a guest on like that. That can be controversial. That can be controversial as far as talking about COVID-19. Yeah. Because again, again, a lot of people will not do research. A lot of times these people are probably not right. Or they're working with a set of facts that are not complete. Right. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. That sometimes you're working with data that's not complete. So it can appear a certain way. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like they're choosing or not, not even necessarily choosing, but um, what they found in their search is not everything that's out there. So right. they're coming to a conclusion based off of incomplete information. Yeah. And and I did see like uh, when the doctor was citing some of these studies, they were studies that were actually taken down because they were incomplete. Yes. There were certain studies that he was citing that were actually I don't know what you would call it in medical. Like they're still ongoing and still recruiting patients. So the no. So not done it was information that was skewed because it was not the, the data that they had was not complete or something like that. Or then they were, however they collected the data was incorrect. It was something incorrect about the study that made it invalid. And he oh, continued yeah. to push that. And he went on Joe Rogan talking about that, knowing at the time that it was, had like, already been taken down. Taken down and all that stuff. So I think that's where the disclaimer, to, in my opinion, should come. You know, hey, we encourage you to go look at these things for yourself. What we're giving you is not complete science or complete information. This is just parts of 
things that we're discussing. Yeah. Because yet again, when you're not giving one all context, you can interpret it any way you want. Yeah. But I, I think know. that's the biggest message from today is people need to have all the information and yeah. especially from the CDC perspective, they would right. have gotten a lot more respect if. Yeah. And you know, the other thing about the CDC is the fact that um they you, they get a lot of data. They do they 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 get, they get all all their a lot of I'm not going to say all. They get a lot of their studies from other countries. And I feel like at least for me personally, I don't like that. Why are we not doing our own studies? Why are we not citing our own studies more than we're citing other people's studies? Now, I know that we are doing, you know, data collection and all these things. But when it when they're talking to the mainstream media, we're always referencing referencing. Israel. Well, I think or that comes a study from overseas somewhere from the fact that a lot of these variants hit other countries before they hit us. Well, OK, yeah, that's true. But I get it. But like you know, I'm playing devil's off. advocate. I can see how certain people don't trust other countries. You see what I'm saying? Like there is a certain sector or a certain group of people in the United States that will not trust anything that comes from another country. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to play devil's advocate and, you know, try to understand why people would think a certain way. Because, you know, certain people just have biases. Yeah. To where if, if it comes from this country, I don't believe nothing. <laughs> Which is not true. Like, that's just stupid. America is not the only country that has great scientists. You know what I mean? Like, we're not the only ones that do great things. Right. But I think COVID's made everybody a little crazy. So all the things of how people would normally react just have kind of gone out the window. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no. I think it's just highlighting it. These people have always been crazy. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. I mean, conspiracy theories... You know, they're out there for a reason because these people believe it. Right. And God, just it's so crazy to think that people will run with these certain type of conspiracy theories. But, you know, that's a topic for another day. God, just to think about all the crazy conspiracy theories. Yeah, Trump that's a was going to get off another day. <laughs> yeah. Like Trump was going to be president again. January and what last January. Mm -hmm. Then he was going to come back and get to uh, take back over the presidency or was it sometime this year this shit's crazy anyway all right that's the episode we'll check you guys yeah next thanks time. for joining us <laughs>